Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. It's Monday, April 20th, 4 p.m. Eastern, and this is Corporate Talk Live with Charlie and Eva. I'm Charlie. And I'm Eva. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about it in a second. Um, The mission of Corporate Talk is simple. As we just heard, um, we want to generate a workplace improvement revolution. Exactly. We leave no stone unturned. We use all of our collaborative skills to simply make a difference, even as one person. That's great. And how are you? I am just okay, but I'm here. And that's a good thing. Okay. Let me know what I can do. <laughs> and how are you? I'm good. Good. So what's new? Um, well, um, we have a road trip coming up, right? Yes, we We're going to be heading off to NYC mm-hmm. next or later in the week. We'll be back Monday to share with you guys. Um, we love going. We get to speak with Authors. Well, we're going to the National Publicity Summit in New York City. Okay. Right? Right. And where we meet hundred, at least a hundred different authors, entrepreneurs, people that have a passion and a business to share. And we love going. Go twice a year. Yeah, we, we see lots of talent. We see lots of hope. We see lots of changes. Exactly. Which we love. Um, a couple of things I want to say, you know, we take a lot of pride in our content. Um, we have met 99% of our guests as a result, which we'll talk about again in a second. I want to share with you guys our email, ctradioinfo at gmail.com, ctradioinfo at gmail.com. We have lots of changes coming, so you guys need to stay with us. Um, and you could listen to us Many different ways. We recommend you download the app, um, TalkZone.com. Yeah, it's a free app. It's on Google Play Store, um, and it's free. You can just download it, and then you can watch the show, listen to the show whenever you like. Yes. Okay. It's free information for your benefit, just like the Weather Channel, I say. And iTunes, too. And iTunes. Okay, so uh, we'll keep you posted uh, next week as to who and what we've learned in New York City. Yes. So as I was saying, right, um, we take pride in the fact that we meet at least 99% of our guests. Mm -hmm. It's important to us. Mm -hmm. And um, our guest today is unique and special, um, and she represents that 1% that we have not yet met, but we have been referred by a highly recommended source that we have met to hear Tara's message and share her services to the world. Um, So, you know, we're going to introduce her in a second. I want to say that um, it's appropriate for the show because we always say, right, it's Mm -hmm. all connected. It is all connected. Right? If we're speaking about health, 
it's all connected because if you're not feeling good, you're coming in late. Right. Oh, you're miserable. Right. Right. So it's all connected. And, um, you know, we try to go off of the away from the spreadsheets and the and the technical tools. And we want to go into some root causes like health issues and also collaborative tools and out of the box thinking um, like, say, the connection coach. So. I think this is going to be a great show. I'm really excited. I have a lot of questions. I would like to introduce our very special guest, the Connection Coach, Tara Brown. Tara, are you with us? I am. Hey, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And, Hi, Tara. Uh, how are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm looking Excellent. forward to hanging out with you all. Great. So um, can you just share some contact information for our listeners, and then we can get into a little bit more. And your website as well. Sure. Theconnectioncoach.org. Uh, that is the website. And uh, Tara on YouTube.com is my YouTube channel. Tara on Facebook.com is my Facebook channel. And Tara M. Brown is my Twitter handle. Would love to connect with Anybody that wants to reach out. Excellent. The YouTube Perfect. channel is interesting, so we can really get to see you in action. Right. That's right. Uh, I, I have a lot of a lot of clips up there of different talks that I've done. Excellent. Oh, that's perfect. Um, okay, so um, I don't mean to profile, but listening to you, I sense a southern <laughs> accent. So what? where are where are you located? <laughs> I'm in Nashville. I actually grew up in Florida, which you don't really think of as Southern a lot of times, but my mom was uh, from Texas and takes about three syllables to get out of one syllable word, so I was definitely stuck. Uh, we, we and love, we love Nashville. We love Nashville. We went on a boot-buying uh, spree last year. Yes, we year. did. It was great. And we're due for a return trip, so let's stay well, connected. there you go. All right. Um, okay, so, Tara, this is real exciting because I see that you've been all over the world, um, and by the way, this is a global show. Um, it airs 12 hours from now again on the other side of the planet, which is cool. So tell us, I guess, what exactly a connection coach is. Well, you know, I, uh, I started in education in 1985, and I left the classroom almost 10 years ago, and I've been speaking and training ever since. And, and the reason... That my focus and, and the foundation of everything I do is about relationships is that we are all connected in some way, shape, or form to each other, to ourselves, to our businesses, to our colleagues, and uh, that's what really makes our engines run. And so in the time that I was in the classroom or working with educators, it really drove home the point of how important those connections were with kids. And it doesn't matter if they were 5 or 18. Um, but really it's a universal message of connection. And I say all the time that we're a high-tech, low-touch society, and one of my areas of passion is to help people get back to what's really important, and that is making sure that those connections in their lives are positive and strong and thriving. I love that, right? Yeah, it's a great model. And, and that's what charges me up about our show mm. because we meet people like Tara, mm -hmm. right? Because I agree it's all connected. And not only that, your skill set around connections and relationships um, really does apply in the workplace. 
And I think it's a miss because I think that's where uh, a lot of the corporate training needs to go, right? Because right. I think it'll help us connect with our coworkers, speak better in meetings and um, everything else. Well, and I think, too, I just wanted to add to that. I think, too, that with us all working remotely, the connections are really getting lost and it's harder and harder to connect with people. And that's why I think, you know, Tara's message around connecting with people is so important. Yeah. So, Tara, do you agree? I mean, um, regardless whether it's in the classroom or in the workplace, it is definitely a connection. Oh, it, it absolutely is. The, the companies that are successful, the companies that are great, have great connections with their employees. Their employees feel respected and part of the process and acknowledged and seen. And because of that level of validation that you have with the employees, you then get discretionary effort. And y'all know as well as anybody that when in corporate you have that discretionary effort bump, you're going to have a bump in the bottom line. And so managers and CEOs and trainers in corporate are, are understanding more and more how critical that emotional piece is to their bottom line. And so, yes, the connection piece is what drives everything. You look at Southwest, that's one of the reasons that Southwest Airlines is so profitable because every single employee that they engage feels like they are an important cog in the, in the operation. And that filters down to how they interact with the customers. And uh, that it's it's all about it's all about connections and relationships. It's interesting, right, uh, Tara? Just so you know, our first segment is on Skype video, so um, our viewers can see us nodding our head as soon mm-hmm. as you said Southwest, <laughs> because we agree a hundred percent. In fact, our mission, um, Eva and myself, in our workshops and seminars, is quite similar in that we deliver soft skill training, which is kind of related to your connection and relationship training, um, which is missing in corporate. Yeah, it really is missing. And I liked what you said earlier, Tara, about, you know, the way they treat their employees, that then trickles down to the customer. I, I don't think that a lot of corporations understand that the bottom line is the customer and how you treat the customer will be in, reflected in how your employees are being treated. Happy, happy employees make for happy customers, I think. I think it just has to trickle down. Yeah. Eva, you're, you're absolutely right. And again, you know, when we're, when we're looking at the educational world, our customers are the student and the parent. And right. oftentimes we get off track with that and we're focused on data and test scores. Well, the same thing is, is directly connected in corporate. Too many managers, too many owners, too many leaders in the corporate world are focused on the bottom line. And, and I say all the time, you lead with your heart and the truth will follow. You leave with their heart, and the data will follow. You leave with your heart, and the bottom line will follow, because if you have those convictions and you have people feeling good about interacting with you and your employees and your customers, I mean, your your uh, your business, that's what's going to drive everything in, in the corporate world. Yeah, it's so true. And I wanted to take a step back for a second, Tara, because I really – like your work and like what you do and what I've seen from the website and just from talking for you for a little bit, how did you become the connection coach? Like, how did that start for you? Because you were an educator, you were a teacher. 
How did you then decide, I'm going to become a connection coach? I'm going to step outside of this arena and start putting like at-risk teens or kids with adults? Well, I really felt like I wanted to do more for the educational and nonprofit world than I could in the classroom. And because of my diverse professional background working in the South and working in gang territory um, and then in Nashville at one of the largest schools in the state, I knew that it didn't matter where I was. Regardless of where I went, regardless of the region, regardless of the demographic, it was the connection piece that was critical in moving the academic needle, in moving the behavior. And so I really wanted to have a bigger impact if I could on the educational world or the nonprofit world or as it is corporate now. And so when I left the classroom in 06, 07, I really had to step back and say, what is it? Okay. What, what is it that I'm passionate about? What is my foundational message? And that's what it kept coming back to is that when you have those positive connections, when you have people feel seen and validated, that's going to drive human behavior, perspective, viewpoints, and ultimately how they show up. Yeah, that's really interesting, and it's so true. And and as you're talking, I'm wondering, though, how do you do that? Do you work with the teachers then to teach them how to connect better, or do you actually take some kids and connect them with adults like out of corporate that can come in and, and mentor them and help or them. Or just one-on-one with the students directly. Right. Well, um, actually, I, I speak a lot in individual schools, so I'll go and I'll do site-based trainings with the teachers, with the support staff, with the administrators. That's one way. I also do keynote speeches for an entire district, um, and I'll speak to uh, all of the all of the people, all the employees in the district that have an interaction with kids. Um, I also do life coaching with teenagers and young adults. So I'm working uh, personally with clients. And then also, oftentimes, uh, I find that I do a lot of coaching with parents. Um, when I'm working with teens, there's a, there's a need sometimes to help parents remember that the quality time is, is where the magic happens. You know, we're, we're so connected to our technology, and yet when we're able to be present, be truly present, um, whether that is with an employee or whether that, that is with a student or, or a, a child that, that's their own, that's where the real magic happens with human interaction and behavior. Yep, I love it. And, and the same is going to be true in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tara, this is great. Um, We're going to take our first break, but please stay with us, everyone. We will be right back. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Tara Brown, the Connection Coach. And now let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Tara Brown. Tara is an educator, trainer, speaker, and author, and you can learn more about Tara at her website, which is theconnectioncoach.org. So, Tara, before the break, we were talking about your background and what you do um, when you go into a school, the different people that you talk to, 
And as I was listening to you, I was wondering, when you go in and do a keynote to a group of educators or you go in and you start working with the educators, I would think that a lot of what they do, I know that a lot of it now revolves around testing and test scores, but I would also think that a lot of what they do is around communication. So when you go in and you start talking to these educators, what is it that you focus on with them and what what is it that they kind of look to you for? I guess I'm a little bit confused as to what exactly you do in terms of communicating with them as to how to communicate better with the kids. Great question. Um, you know, in the last 10 years, there has been more on brain research than there ever has been. We've learned more about how the brain works. We've learned more about social-emotional and what drives human behavior than we ever have. So a lot of these teachers and administrators that have been veteran teachers have not been exposed to this material. So I get requests a lot to come in and talk to them about what the learning environment needs to be uh, like. What does a child need to feel and experience when they come into your classroom? Why is the relationship with the teacher and the student or the the student and the administrator or each other peers, why, why is that important to how the brain gets ready to take in information? And so the, the whole brain research and social-emotional research around the academic piece and performance in general. So, again, this is very translatable to corporate. And then the differences in genders. That is something that, I mean, we've obviously... I was going to ask that question, but go ahead. Perfect. But, but now, now we know why. We can look at a live brain. We can see where things light up having to do with emotions and having to do with the verbal. And so once we've understood that the male brain is wired differently and thus we need to figure out how to communicate differently with the male than the female because you think about predominantly there's female teachers and then in corporate predominantly there's male uh, managers and leaders so we've got to be much more astute in our understanding and, and getting up with, with the cutting-edge research when it has to do with uh, how we feel, how emotions drive everything. Jill Bolte-Taylor is a neuroanatomist, and you might be familiar with her. She's done a couple of TED Talks, yeah. and she's been on Oprah. Well, her mm-hmm. big thing from her journey of recovery of eight years from her stroke was we are feeling beings that think instead of thinking beings that feel. And that's probably one of the biggest messages that we need to keep getting out there, both in the education and the business world, is that we are feeling beings that think. And so that has to be the focus. Primarily, not data, not test scores, not bottom line, but making sure that the emotional state of the employee, the emotional state of the student, is an optimal condition in order for them to perform at their best. Um, you know, I, I I really, really love that. And I love what you were saying about all the research that's been done on the brain. And I love feeling people that think because I do, I have read some of Jill Bolte-Taylor's book and I have seen her on Oprah and she was terrific. And, and for the listeners out there that don't know who she is, um, she had had a stroke, but she is also a... Um, She's also a doctor, and she was able to kind of watch herself have that stroke. And the biggest thing that was happening for her was that she was unable to communicate, but she could feel the vibe that was coming into the room. So it didn't matter what you said to her. She could tell what you were feeling 
by the way she was feeling. And I know I'm not doing a great job of explaining that. However, I love that that's the approach that you're taking because I think it was Maya Angelou that had said people won't remember what you said. They will remember how you make them, how you made them feel. And mm-hmm. I find that that's so true. It's all around how you make people feel, whether it be in the classroom or whether it be in the boardroom. And that's terrific. And I love that approach. Um, when you start bringing up this approach with teachers, do you ever get pushback on it at all? <laughs> That's a great question. And I tell you, Eva, I, I, I spent most of my years at the secondary level, which was high school, and sometimes I have to, have to grab my uh, secondary brethren by the lapels and shake the snot out of them to get them to, <laughs> to, get them to understand this isn't just elementary school stuff when we're talking about, oh, it's really nice to connect with kids. That's so sweet. Right. Because a lot of the secondary teachers and a lot of the managers and leaders in corporate yeah. feel like the relationship, when you start talking about relationships, it, it just makes them get all weirded out. And right. so I'm able now to bring in the research and pop them upside the back of the head with it and help them understand it's not a it'd be nice if or, yeah, some people are really good at it. It's a matter of if you do these things, you're going to see a huge impact on your bottom line. You're going to, you're going to move the academic needle with kids if and only if they feel good about being around you, they feel safe in the classroom, they like you. I do a tremendous amount of work with schools and organizations that work with kids in poverty. And the bottom line with kids in poverty is if they do not like you, they will not learn. You will not flip the motivational on switch. You will not flip the engagement switch. And so the relationship piece is absolutely critical with with uh, kids in poverty, and it, it drives behavior. You know, I love that, and I love that you hit them over the head with the science because the science is there. The research is there. This is real stuff, and I don't care what anyone says. You've never seen anyone that is miserable in what they're doing succeed. So just like you were saying, a miserable kid is not going to learn. A miserable kid isn't going to do well on tests. A miserable employee isn't going to do well in their work environment. It's just not going to happen. They have to be happy somewhere, and they have to be not – I mean, work isn't always about – it's not enjoyment 24-7. There will be stress, but you have to feel like you're accomplishing something. And so many people don't anymore. And so I love that you're going in and actually hitting them over the head with the research and saying, here, look at this already, because this is real and you need to start taking some action. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We, we have a lot of teachers and we have a lot of people in corporate that are very good on the left brain stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's all great, but research is very clear that that isn't, where the magic happens, and that isn't the grease that, that runs the engine. And so you can know your content. I've worked with teachers that just are great at dispensing information, but to whom are you dispensing it if the kids aren't with you, if they're not engaged, if they're not, if they're not plugged in? And the same thing for employees. When an employee feels valued and respected and a part of the process, that's where that production and engagement and discretionary effort goes up. Right, and then you're talking about the workplace improvement revolution. That's perfect. Well, and two, if you start at this at the school level, 
you know, with the kids, then those kids will start to realize what's a good work environment and what's a bad work environment. And if they don't know when they're a kid that it's okay to feel good and to actually learn more, they're not really going to be looking that for the, in their work environment either. Yeah. And it's just going to snowball. So that's why it's so important, even from a corporate perspective, to make sure that we get the kids at an early enough age that they can understand that learning is fun. Work can be fun. Work can be, can make you feel good. You know what? On top of that, mm. um, Eva and Tara, you can chime in. I think it's also the reverse. Teaching can be fun, too. And I think right. the teachers need to explain it. I mean, if we took misery off the table for one second, although right. I agree 100% with you, and replace it with special needs, and maybe that's a bad term to use, but we're hearing so much about conditions like ADHD like I have. Right. So I think Tara's model would help settle me down. Um, as well, right, Tara? So you have any thoughts on that? Well, it's interesting that you say that because part of what I train teachers on and talk to them about is the emotional safety, and part of that ties into the stress level. And until the brain's cortisol level is lowered, nothing's going to happen that's going to be close to higher-level thinking. When the amygdala gets fired up, which is the fight, flight, or freeze part of our mm-hmm. brain, all the thinking goes down to, down to the animalistic part of the brain. And so what we've got to do is to help our kids be able, and I, I call it stop running from lions. When I was in Long Beach, I was working with hardcore gang members that were in this dropout prevention program. And the things that they experienced from the time they walked out of their door to the time they got back home, if they were lucky to get back home, they were running from lions 24-7. They were constantly having things that were of danger to them. And so my focus and my gift to them was to make sure when they got to my classroom, they could just, just relax. And part of that is stress management techniques. I don't say meditation in the South very often. It freaks people out. Mm. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, you're sort of like a focus whisperer. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so it's what, what can we do to help our kids just be able to, like you're saying, catch their breath and help that ADHD brain calm down. And it, part of it is the environment. Part of it is the predictability of could they trust me that I was going to be consistent every day with my emotions. Think about Think about a manager. Think about a manager in corporate who's all over the map, and the employees never know what's with, is he going to blow up? Is he going to be in a bad mood? Is he going to give me the cold shoulder? It, that level of unpredictability anywhere causes stress and cortisol to come up in the brain. And so part of the mission with any leader working with guiding groups of people is to make sure that that stress level is there, the emotional safety is there, the level of predictability of what I can count on day in and day out from my leaders, whether it's the teacher, whether it's the principal, or whether it's my boss at work. No, this is all terrific. We have so much more that we can discuss on this, right? But we're about to take our second break. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our guest, Tara Brown. We'll be right back.
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, guys, we are back. Segment three, corporate talk with Charlie and Eva and our special guest, Tara Brown, the connection coach. And I'm Mm -hmm. making notes, Tara, as you speak, but I can't read my notes (laughs) because I was making so many. First, I wanted to say I want to do like an Oprah for a minute. Feeling beings that think. I love it. I really love it. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down twice. Yeah. So, Tara, you know, um, your calendar should be booked with all 500 of the Fortune 500 because this needs to be distributed throughout. I mean, great things can happen just um, similar to the great things you're doing in the classroom. So uh, we absolutely 100% commend you and we definitely are impressed with your subject matter expertise, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so great great work. Well, thank Um, you. So you were talking earlier about gangs, right? I say that, you know, cautiously. Um, And we also have a problem in the workplace as well. I mean, not trying to relate the two, but learning how to... Get someone to feel before they think. Getting someone to align their brain exactly as you were discussing, I think would be huge. Um, and what is the difference when working with, let's say, the tough guy? Is it is it a different strategy that you take? It, it is. And I think part of it is that when you're dealing with the tough student or the tough employee, um, I, I found that they can they can smell inauthentic a mile away. And what I really believe helped me be effective was um, I, I just showed up as real as possible, and I tried to number one set any of my prejudices or my judgment aside. First mm-hmm. of all, to be aware of them and to own them and to admit them. And to set them aside and to see that person as a person first, not as a gang member, not as a troublemaker, not as a troubled kid, whatever. It, it didn't matter. I tried mm-hmm. to show the level of respect and dignity that every human being deserves. And it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter you've been in sagging pants for the past five years. It doesn't matter that you're, you know, your, your uncle's dead, your, your brother's in jail. It doesn't that, all of that's totally irrelevant when you're talking about connecting on a human level. And so what I tried to do is get to know them. Get to know who you're leading. Tony Dungy, the great NFL coach, said it's really hard to lead someone you don't know. And that's one of the reasons that he was so effective in the NFL was that he treated them as individuals 
and got to know them as people, not what can you do for me on the football field. So, right, no, I, I agree with that. Um, that makes a huge difference, right? When someone really knows you and knows your strengths and your weaknesses and doesn't exploit your weaknesses but plays more to your strengths, that makes a huge difference in how you work. Um, and I, no, I did. Go ahead. No, I was, I, I, I was going to just echo that, so continue, and then we'll talk when you're done. Well, you mentioned the, the strength base, and, and that is one of the things that I think also was very helpful was for me to come from a strength-based uh, approach. I just, I just did a keynote speech Thursday, and we were talking about this. I had, I had taggers in, that I work with. Taggers are not the same as gang members, but they, they had a crew. And the whole point is to get your moniker spray-painted all over the city, and the higher the better, the riskier the better. Mm. Well, when you think about it, there's a lot of there's a lot of street based qualities in being a really good tagger. I mean, you have to have a lot of pride. You have to have a lot of tenacity. You have to have a lot of creativity. We say that, right? Yeah, that's true. You're right. A lot of drive. And so I I took now I wanted to choke them because they you know continually defacing property, but that's a whole other discussion. But the fact that I could pull on what they were good at and what they were bringing to the table, you know, that in itself is very effective when you're dealing with with kids who've had a really rough go in life. Right. Um, so I get it, right? So if I'm a customer or a student or an employee, um, I can expect to get some authentic communication from you to establish trust, um, at least. So at least I know that um, you're being as honest as you can be with me once that is it, and I don't want to make light of that because that's like climbing a mountain, but once that is accomplished, how then can you provide guidance? A lot of it in my journey with kids was helping to reframe their view of what was possible for their future mm. and to give them ownership in the fact that they were the CEO of their life. Mm, excellent. Have, yeah, that's great kids, because otherwise they don't have a lot of hope, I would think. Correct. And a lot of them have never been told that they have a whole lot more control in their life than, than what they realize. And so once I was able to make that connection with them, then you could have some really powerful conversations about what do you envision your life looking like? What do you, what do you want for your life? And for so many who struggle with the with the life they've come from, they don't believe that anything is possible. They don't believe things right. could be different. Right. Yeah, it's almost like a diversion. Um, and, you know... Well, uh, but I think that that's true. I mean, with a gang member, that's a pretty extreme view, right? And, and, and a gang member comes from a very extreme environment. But I also find that to be true with a lot of people in a work environment. They feel that this is it. You know, it's not going to get any better than this, that they don't have any control over it. And I think it's really important, you know, Tara's message is really important to bring that out that you do have control over. Exactly. It. Um and we do have we do share a common word, Tara, um, that we both use and its relevance. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we reach the workplace, we explain that your job is relevant regardless of the job. You are the one that makes it relevant, similar to what you said, that you're the CEO of your life, right? Um, and I think that's I think that's great inspiration to give the, the kids today. 
Um, do they understand when you say that? Do you think they feel empowered or inspired? Absolutely. I, I've seen I've seen a lot of life changing decisions based on finally having that piece get put into place inside of them and believing that things could look different. And, and when I was in Florida, I mean, I was dealing with a lot of rural kids. Well, a lot of them had never seen anybody in their family get a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's reshaping what's possible. And, you know, in, in talking about the brain research, Carolyn Dweck's work with the fixed and the growth mindset is another huge piece that is so powerful in across the board in human interaction. And the belief that you can make a difference through your efforts instead of I'm just intelligent and that's going to equal success. And what, what Carolyn Dweck's work is really clear on is that sustained effort over time can equal success. Well, how empowering is that for a child to, to say, what, I just have to like bust my tail and keep working and keep hammering and it's okay if I fall and have setbacks and all of that. And so part of my work has been reframing how we see setbacks and how we see failures. And that yeah. conversation is very powerful in the workplace as well because there's a lot of managers who have fixed mindsets when it comes to the possibilities of the potential with their employees. Well, and one thing I was actually while you were talking, I was wondering about because I know this comes up a lot in my work too, is that when these kids do try to change, I'm sure there's pushback from their families and from their friends. And how do you help them address that piece of it? Because I'm sure that there's times that they are making an effort to change, but yet when the people in their lives see them making that effort, sometimes you can get, well, you know, don't think you're too big for your britches. You know, you're not better than we are. Do you ever see that? Great point. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's the crabs in the pot. uh, Yeah. And... The, the bottom line is, is your why, W-H-Y, your why has to be big enough. And mm. so part of my work, with, um, if I'm life coaching with teens or young adults or, or having conversations with students in schools, it, what, it, what is your reason for wanting to change? Is your why big enough? And I remember the first time that a, one of my students who was a gang member wanted to get jumped out of the gang. And it was both exciting and terrifying because it's dangerous to get jumped right. out of a gang. And you just can't send out a tweet and say, you know, I'm no longer, you know, running with the, with the crimp. Um, it's a really dangerous thing. And, but I saw firsthand his vision for himself and his future became more important than what people were going to think when he said, I no longer want to be a gangbanger. Yeah, and so, you yes, know these gang these gang leaders can can be country leaders, right? Yeah, uh, if, with just the just um, a a rebalance of the brain, as Tara was describing, you know. Yes, just taking all those skills and putting it in a different direction. I mean, I find it shocking the greatness that's left on the table. Yeah, because of things like this, you know, miss focus, misdirection. And I think, um, Tara, when you inspire the children and the kids, it takes away some of the weeds and clears them up to think more about their mission. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think that's key, right? So once they have a mission, then they can, they can go for it, right? 
Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's getting that laser-like focus on something that is bigger than them. Right, and you know, it's funny, right? In the workplace, when we preach soft skills, some of the bullies in the workplace say things like, well, we're not here to make friends, we're here to, to deliver work. results, right. right? And I love when you say, um, I have to hit them over the head with the message, because um, delivering soft skills is not about weakness, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very strong and powerful message that takes a very strong and powerful delivery because it gets misinterpreted many different ways. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking when you were saying that, because I have run into some of those hardcore managers, leaders in, in the business world, there's four major emotions, four of the major emotions that drive human behavior are acceptance, appreciation, affection, and attention. And one of the things that I really gained a high respect for within the gang community was they did a brilliant job of tapping into those four emotions. It's interesting, right? Yeah, say those four again, please. Acceptance, appreciation, affection, and attention. Ah, Do you understand me? Am I valued? Do you love me? Can you make me feel important? Do you recognize me? Those things, if, if people in corporate understood, if I focus as much on my employees feeling that, that there's so much more that's going to come from that when, when the human beings, regardless of their age or title or position, when you're able to tap into those things, amazing things happen. It's amazing. Um, it, and I get charged because it proves our point, right? Even right. That we believe there's greatness in everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's greatness in those four attributes that some of these guys just seem to naturally understand, right? Right. It's really interesting. Um, so, and once again, we're speaking with Tara Brown, the connection coach, and you can uh, find more about her at theconnectioncoach.org. Um, Tara, we're going to take our final break, but... When we come back, maybe we can discuss some of your international travels and, you know, if you found uh, similar patterns or or any differences between people over there versus people over here. Um, You got it. So please, everyone, this is really good stuff. Stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and our very special guest, Tara Brown. We will be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. 
Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us um, to our final segment with Tara Brown, The Connection Coach. And you can learn more about Tara at her website, theconnectioncoach.org. Um, so, Tara, before the break, we were talking a little bit about your travels. And we know that you also um, take your message on the road and you've traveled internationally. How did that come about? And how did, um, not so much, how, how did you actually start talking to people internationally, but then also, do you see any differences with the people? Well, I, I got the opportunity to speak in Dubai. At, um, wow. Yeah. I believe it was only the second educational conference that they had held there. And I was uh, blessed to be one of 17 trainers that got a chance to go and work with educators there. And it was really funny because the liaison that I was working with at the time you know, one of my concerns, because I use a lot of humor, and um, I was just concerned about the translation, and, you know, mm-hmm. and this, yeah. what, if, what if I go over there, and I, you know, I'm met with squeaking chairs, and, and, you know, crickets, and, and she kept assuring me, just come do what you do, ta-da, ta-da, just come do what you do, <laughs> and I said, okay, and um, it was an unbelievably wonderful experience, my brother actually went, and, and uh, photographed a lot of the, the event, and I have some just amazing pictures of, you know, women in burkas and men in, in chic robes and just laughing, just having a great time and connecting. And humor is one of the greatest, easiest ways to connect human beings. And, you know, the bottom line is their principles bug them too. They have students that they want to choke too. So mm-hmm. it's not like anything that's uh, abnormal over there because it's, it, it, it's a lot of the same challenges. So that opportunity led to me going to Beirut and um, training. Uh, one trip was training youth, and then another was working with the educators there. And just phenomenal. I mean, I've made lifetime friends. I just was um, so inspired by the work there and, and their thirst for knowledge and wanting to get better and wanting to learn more and, um, so it just was a phenomenal opportunity for me, both personally and professionally. Well, first off, you don't um, go on those trips unless you're truly acknowledged as a subject matter expert, which Correct. you are. Um, and the fact that you were able to bring your authentic message was really, really something. I mean, that's something to be proud of for sure. Um, I, I almost I would love to have been there to see the reaction, maybe hearing for the first time about um, soft skills and communication and the child is the CEO of their life, you know, that message, um, I think. um, Well, and I would think that in Dubai that would be tricky, right, because you've got all the women in their burqas. So there's, there's a part that, they're not completely in control of their lives. So how did you handle that? Because I would think that would be a little touchy. You know what? I I just focused on what I knew the research said and what I knew worked with kids. And it didn't matter where kids were. It just didn't. When we have those connections and we help those kids feel seen and heard and validated, that's where the magic happens regardless of the continent that you're sitting on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, when I went to Beirut, I went there specifically. Um, the gal that took me over there wanted me to work with 
the teenagers on finding their passion. Hmm. And I introduced Gardner's research with the multiple intelligences. Well, the thing in Beirut is families are very strict on dictating to a child what they're going to do with their life. And so mm-hmm. when Rania asked me to come over, I said, let me get this straight. You want me to come over to Beirut, totally rock their world with, you can be the CEO of your life, you can find what you're passionate about, and it might totally go against what their parents are wanting to do, and then you want me to get up and go home? She said, yep. I said, all right. <laughs> and I can do it. I'm That's almost home. like you were like a world ambassador. You were not. You were more than a connection coach. Well, I tell you, I I saw kids have moments of ahas when they took a skills assessment and, a, and an interest assessment and realized, oh, this is why I don't want to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not good at math. I don't like numbers. This doesn't feel good to me. And I saw a lot of light bulbs go off with kids who maybe had never seen parents who loved their job or were passionate about what they did all of a sudden have some crazy southerner talking about, no, no, you can get up every morning and just be like, what, they pay me to do this? I can have yeah. a job where it lights me up. Well, that's, you know, you know, for a lot of kids, that's a totally different concept. Exactly. And that's, that's what you always say as well, through testing, determine if, um, if this upcoming musician is really meant geared, wired to be an engineer. <laughs> right, right. Right. So, but then what happens, right, Tara, is when the light bulb goes on, it's almost like you have to immediately water them down because there shouldn't be fear, you know, um, mm-hmm. to, to not be able to pursue, right? That's where it right, gets complicated. Right. It, I would think it does get a little complicated. Hmm. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know what kind of conversation we're in the homes after I spent a couple of days with them. Um, and you're right. It, it is a cultural thing. And mm-hmm. for, for some regions of the world, it is more difficult to find your space um, and, and follow your path. Yeah, I think it's... Well, I was just reading about South Korea and the high suicide rate that they're having there because of the kids in the classrooms, that there's there's only a few universities and there's only a few universities where that will get you a good job. So everything rides on getting into those universities. And these kids are just going under. Yeah, we're missing okay. it. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, that's like the extreme side. But you can even see it here with some parents, too, really pushing their kids and really pushing the academics and really pushing them to get into an Ivy League school. Well, maybe that's not what the kid's path is at all. Right. Exactly. And, you know, when we talk about the workplace, Tara, when you come into the workplace, which we really need you, by the way, you can see the result of not having that nurturing growing up. You'll be able to see all of the misplaced people and maybe you can help re, I don't know, align, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow. Um, But that, that would be a real challenge. Well, actually that was a question that I had, you know, looking at that, you know, seeing how people have taken one path their whole lives that maybe wasn't really with their passion do you have in your mind, Tara, and I don't know if you do or not, but like an optimal age, when is the optimal age to be able to take an at-risk child and put them on a different path? Do you think there is an optimal age? I, I would say the younger the better, but I also know that I don't think that it's ever too late. Um, okay. And I think for a lot of at-risk youth, 
helping them find that spark, helping them find that part of them that lights them up and they lose track of time. When you're able to align a child with their purpose and their path in life, that in itself can totally redirect everything in that child's life, their belief system, how they show up. That, that right there could be their why. That when you, when you're able to align a child with that and they realize the uniqueness of who they are and the footprint on the world they can make by using these skills and these, these passions that they have, that, yep. that right there is life altering. Yep, it is. Yeah, and then it's time yeah. to hold on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine if everyone lived their passion. What a world. It would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. it. And yet think how many people in America are miserable, which means think how many kids have never seen adults in their life that actually love their job. So they don't believe that it's possible. No, it's absolutely true because, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what um, socioeconomic class you're in because people no. think, well, people with money are just ulti- automatically happy. And that's not true. They can be extremely miserable and then raise miserable kids. Right. I you have know? to get up at 4.30, right. blah, 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 um, my blood pressure, uh, yeah, I agree. Now, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Tara. This has been terrific. Oh, yes, uh, we are out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to share your contact information one more time. This is Tara Brown, The Connection Coach, theconnectioncoach.org. Mm-hmm. Um, anything, Tara, you want to say before we go? It's, it's, it's just been a pleasure, and I, I'm... I'm just so blessed to be here and so grateful for the work that y'all are doing to get messages like this out there to the world. Thank you so very much. Uh, we were at a concert last night and the people were show, telling the performers how much they were in love with them and the performer says it's mutual. So it's we're going to give you the same response, <laughs> right? It's mutual because you're, what you're doing is phenomenal and you're sharing it with the world, which is even more important. So, Thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll stay in touch and have you back soon. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much, guys. All right. See ya. Um, wow, she's doing great things. Yeah, I, you know, there's just so many cool people out there doing so many good I know. things. I we know. We have to raise the bar. I know. To we keep do. up. Yep. Um, this is, once again, theconnectioncoach.org. This has been a great show. Yep. We're off to New York. Yes, we are. We'll see everyone next week. Uh, we want to thank the Talk Zone family and our producer, Dave Olson. And all the best. Have a great week.